ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead. prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 522, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we are reading 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 33 through 42. Shall we pray together? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you. Lord, for your holy word, for your grace, your mercy, and your love. Your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your holy word, and for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings you bestowed upon us, grant me and all of us your energy, your strength, and your mind, your understanding, and and, and the ability to comprehend your holy word. Grant us your unction and your anointing. And Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit and your holy word, and give us a mind to obey it. Help us not to be hearers only, but doers. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At 1 Kings chapter 7, verses 33 through 42. And the work of the wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel. Their axle trees and their naves and their fellows and their spokes were all molten. And there were four undersetters to the four corners of one base, and the undersetters were of the very base itself. 
and in the top of the base was there a round compass of half a cubit high, and on the top of the base, the ledges thereof and the borders thereof were of the same. For on the plates of the ledges thereof, and on the borders thereof, he graved cherubims, lions, and palm trees, according to the proportion of every one, and additions round about. After this manner he made the ten bases. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one size. Then made he ten lavas of brass, one lava contained forty baths, and every lava was four cubits, and upon every one of the ten bases one lava. And he put five bases on the right side of the house, and five on the left side of the house, and he set the sea on the right side of the house eastward, over against the south. And Hiram made the lavers and the shovels and the basins. So Hiram made an end of doing all the work that he made King Solomon for the house of the Lord. The two pillars and the two bowls of the chapters that were on the top of the two pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the chapters which were upon the top of the pillars. And four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, even two rows of pomegranates for one network to cover the two bowls of the chapters that were upon the pillars. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for your holy word. Have it to find a lodging place in our hearts and help us to love it more, cherish it more, obey it more and apply it to our lives to share it more, to teach it more, to preach it more, and to preach your holy gospel so that others may come to know you as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 135.
We're at Psalm 15.1. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Impertinent curiosity frequently desires to know who and how many shall be saved. If those who thus ask the question, Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? would make it a soul-searching inquiry in reference to themselves, they would act much more wisely. God help us. Members of the visible church, which is God's tabernacle of worship and heal of eminence, should diligently see to it that they have the preparation of heart which fits them to be inmates of the house of God. Without the wedding dress of righteousness in Christ Jesus, we have no right to sit at the banquet of communion. Without uprightness of walk, uprightness of heart, godliness in our behavior, and I'm adding a few things, we are not fit for the imperfect church on earth, and certainly we must not hope to enter the perfect church above. Glory be to God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for this time with your holy word and with your servant. Uh, he being dead yet speaketh, uh, Dr. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. We give you the glory, praise, and honor for this blessing. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, beloved, we move to the family verses. Uh, and we have been here now, I think, 715 times. In each one of the services, we go to these commandments of the Lord to each family member. We've already heard from God this past week or this past weekend uh, what he had to say and command wives and now he is in this passage of Ephesians chapter 5 verses 25 through 32 commanding husbands. This is a commandment. These are commandments. These are not suggestions or little tools you can use to make your your marriage happy. And whether you're happy or not, obey God's word and you'll be happy in the long run. Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That is a commandment. Sir, just do it. And the beautiful thing about being a Christian, God will help you do it every day, consistently, if you want to. You do have a, you do have a, a, a part to play. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And, and God wants you, husband, to be the head over your wife and to make sure that she uh, is pure and holy and godly 
to the best of your ability, making sure that you pray for her, pray with her, read the Bible with her. As I've said for many years now, it is a crime for a husband to leave his wife and children uh, at the house without praying for them and praying with them and reading the Bible with them. You say, well, preacher, I'm just so busy, I can't do it. Well, I've been far busier than you. And for 34, over 34 years of our married life and family, uh, I have always prayed with my wife and my children. Every day. I have never missed a day. I cannot even imagine missing a day of doing that. Uh, it is so important. So you make that a priority. And uh, pray for your wife. Uh, pray with your wife and your children. And uh, you can't make anybody do anything, but you can do your part. And if they don't want to obey God's word, then that's on them. But you can do your part, sir. And we'll come back tomorrow and share some more of the commandments of God to you, the husband. Let me read one more verse. Verse 28, or verse 27 rather. That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And I'll talk with you more about the fact that some of you husbands who are dealing with uh, sinful wives like you're sinful, you don't stay in the marriage long enough and pray with her long enough and read the Bible long enough to uh, see her change and become a woman uh, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Uh, or at least a better woman. And uh, uh, and you get a divorce. And you miss out on what God has for you by staying married to your one, your first and only wife. So we'll pick that up tomorrow. Let's pray for other families and for other people. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of all Christian fam all families that don't know you as Savior. We pray for the revival of all Christian families. And Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of millions who don't know you as Savior. We pray for the revival of millions who do. We pray for the millions who are hurting and who are sick. We pray for the millions who are uh, grieving and mourning due to the coronavirus plague and due to war and other uh, uh, tragic situations. Comfort them as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray uh, for all Christians everywhere in this country and around the globe. Help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love.
And we also pray that you, you would have mercy and grace upon us all who are saved, who claim to be Christians, uh, because we have disobeyed your great commandment and your great commission. Help us to repent and to do something about it. Give us a pure heart and mind, soul, and spirit. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who are in the ministry of government all around the globe. We pray for their salvation, for those who are lost. Revive those who are saved. Heal heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving. And Lord, we pray that you will cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those who have that problem. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, Holy Father God, we uh, pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would protect all of your Christian people from persecution around the globe. Uh, We pray that you would grant them your grace uh, for their trying hours and for their dying hours. Protect them, Lord, uh, from the persecutors, uh, from their persecutors. And Holy Father God, we pray now uh, once again for the millions who are hurting and grieving and mourning because of the coronavirus plague, war, and other uh, tragic situations. And uh, Lord, we pray for a few by name. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the family and friends of Ohio resident Raymond F. the III. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Ohio resident Sharon K. Roof. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident Anthony Russo. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio mechanic Felder Corazon Ryder. We pray for the family and friends of South Carolina resident Richard J. Rinaldi, Jr. And now, Holy Father God, we pray for the people who have sent in prayer requests. We pray for the thousands who have done so in the past. Lord, uh, hear and answer their prayers uh, for themselves and our prayers for them. And we pray today for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them all. And these people as well, as we pray for a few by name, we pray for Vicki, for your perfect will to be done in Brian's life. We pray for Matthew. Please bless him with Bibles, Christian books, Sunday school materials, and supplies to help the widows. We pray for Eric. Please bless him with a permanent church building, Bibles, and sound equipment. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for the people uh, who have trusted you as Savior through the preaching of the gospel through this pulpit and ministry. And we pray for the thousands who have heard the gospel through this ministry and have gotten saved. And Lord, we pray that you save the rest. And we pray for millions to be saved through the power of your gospel and by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray for these who have gotten saved. Help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for Mahesh, George, Clems, Isaac, and John. We also pray for the thousands of folks who have recommitted their lives to you by hearing the preaching of the full counsel of God 
from this pulpit. And we pray for a few by name. We pray for Samuel, a few of me, Mope, Beatrice, and Ebenezer. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. I'll see you next time. I have to go and preach here shortly. Hopefully you'll be with us. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world. These are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world. That means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son. God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in, him, Jesus Christ, should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. 
You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven. I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10 verse 9, 
uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.